When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Small Business Show on IrishExaminer.com for a different view on Irish business. Welcome back to part four of this week's Small Business Show on IrishExaminer.com. Now, gemology, the study and analysis of gemstones is the backbone of our next guest's business. Natasha Sherling is a diamond dealer and private jeweler, and she is on the line with me now to talk about her business and what she does. So, Natasha, tell us, uh, what is it that you do there? I run a fine jewellery company. Um, Most of my work is bespoke. It's made to order. I'm a gemologist by trade, so my job really is to find the most beautiful stones and design the pieces around them. I do have a really small collection in stores around the country, but really most of my work is made to order. What exactly is a gemologist? So um, gemology really is the study of gemstones, and it's everything from, you know, really well-known stones like diamonds and emeralds and rubies all the way down to things like ivory and tortoise shell. So I studied in the Gemological Institute of America, which a lot of people will know, GIA. It certifies a lot of the diamonds that we see in jewelry shops around the country. But that's where I studied. That's where I was certified. And it, it kind of means that I can work with auction houses. I work appraising individual people's pieces um, because I'm able to identify not just what the stones are, but whether they're synthetic, whether they're created in a lab or whether they're in fact real. And how did you get into to something like that? Because obviously it's not a common job description. So um, <laughs> how, how did you get into being a gemologist? I suppose I always loved jewellery, to be honest. I suppose maybe like like a lot of women, I always loved jewellery. And then I just decided to take it one step further. I started, you know, I have a business and economics degree from Trinity, but I started my working life in the Gloss magazine, which comes with the Irish Times every month. And there, you know, I, I, I looked after the fashion and I looked after the jewellery as well. And that's kind of where it all started. And I just realised I was being more and more drawn to the jewellery. My family isn't in the business so I decided I needed to start from scratch and, and that's when I decided to go to New York and to study the gemology so I'd have a really good foundation um, you know, for building my business. Explain to us the science that's behind what you do and, and how you pick the right stones for clients. I suppose the thing that's most important to me is the stone. As a gemologist, I want to pick the most beautiful stone, the best quality. But what I do is I work with individual clients because all I want to do is really, you know, meet meet their expectations and get them exactly what it is they want. So we talk about what they're looking for. We talk about their budget. And then I will go off and find the stones, you know. And for some people, it's very important. They want the stones to be from a particular place. They might want them to be a particular color. They might want them to be a particular size or shape. And because they're coming to me and everything is being done to order, I'm able to go and find them the exact stone that they're looking for. It's not a case of going to a jeweler where they might have to pick, you know, three out of out of five stones. With me, they're getting the exact stones that they want. How do you go about finding the right stones in, in the right places? As you mentioned there, are there places around the world that are there to deal with this kind of thing? Or do you have to go out personally and, and look at these kind of different places or, or look at the different kind of gems, etc.? 
yeah well I mean I travel an enormous amount and with all of my pieces I, I would hand pick all of the stones that are in every single one of my pieces so I, I, I look at them individually it doesn't matter how small or how big they are but they are all hand picked by me so that means lots of travel so I've just come back from a few weeks um, in New York I'll be going back to the States in another month or so Um you know, I go to Antwerp all the time. A lot of people don't know, but uh, Canada is actually the third largest exporter of diamonds in the world. Um, so, you know, I'm traveling all the time. Germany is, 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 they cut some incredible colored stones. A lot of that is actually done in Germany. And again, a lot of people don't know that. So I'm traveling all the time. And in terms of uh, when you go around the world, do you get inspiration from all the different places that you that you go to as well that might shape the stones differently or produce things that look very nice? Do you get inspiration from them? I suppose I get inspiration. One of the things that inspires me most is really people around the world. Um, the way people wear jewellery, it's just it differs so much from place to place. And I love seeing what people are wearing, how they're wearing it, why they're wearing it because I suppose you know at the end of the day really jewellery says more about us than anything else ever will it lasts longer than any handbag or pair of shoes it transcends you know moving house moving country it transcends generations so really what we choose to wear as a piece of jewellery says more about us than anything else and so I love to see how people um, are wearing their pieces but what's incredible to me I mean what I love about gemstones is that they come from the ground you know they are natural entities and because of that I get quite inspired really just you know here at home in Ireland you know um, just seeing like you know with such a wealth of colour and um, and nature and you know incredible you know natural formations you know that really inspires me when I'm wanting to set the pieces I think I'm very inspired by nature so Ireland's a great place to see that kind of thing Do gemstones show us a little bit of the person's personality? Yeah, I think so, because, you know, there's some people that like to play it very safe. There's some people who are very classic. There's some people who are really bold and out there. And I think especially somebody who's wearing, you know, coloured stones in particular, they're unafraid to really kind of, you know, show their personality, have a bit of fun. They're not too worried, um, maybe, about necessarily what's going in and out of style. They just want to, you know, show maybe more fashionable side to their lives. You know, someone who's wearing diamonds all the time, um, you know, it's really, they're beautiful, you know, classic statements. And, and there's kind of simplicity to diamonds as well. So, you know, it's about the stones and then you go one step further and it's about how they're set. So how, you know, so on the converse, so you could have someone who's wearing diamonds, but they're set in the most unusual way. And that shows a huge amount of personality as well in the same way that a ruby could be set in a really classic ring. So, you know, I, I just find it so interesting. You know, you see people who stack loads of rings or they stack loads of bangles or they wear huge earrings or mm-hmm. a big neck piece is their statement. So I always just find it interesting to see how people are wearing things, how they're mixing and matching. Maybe they're mixing heirlooms, really new pieces. You know, I mix a lot of fine pieces with antiques, but also costume jewellery. So, you know, I find the whole thing absolutely fascinating. And do you think that, that perhaps to a larger extent, the luxury market is one that we've forgotten about in recent years because of the economy? I think what's interesting is, you know, of course, jewellery is part of the luxury market. But it's kind of set aside in that jewellery holds its value very well. Fine jewellery is as much a luxury as it is a commodity. Mm. So there's, you know, two sides to that. You have people who, even in kind of recessionary times, they were looking to maybe buy buy diamonds, buy gold, because it was a good way to actually hold their money. 
Um, and then on the other the kind of other side of that, I mean, in Ireland, we have this great heritage of goldsmithing, of metalworking. And I think, if anything, we're very aware of that. So even in kind of a recessionary time, we're still very well, like, aware of, of jewelry as a skill and a craft. So, you know, that's always nice to see. Whereas, you know, maybe other luxuries, if, whether it was, you know, clothing or cars or anything like that, naturally fell by the wayside. I think jewelry is always been in the forefront of Irish people's minds, but it's also because it's that good way to hold, actually hold, hold value. Um, you know, I do a lot of work with auction houses, mm. like I said, appraising behind the scenes as a gemologist. And, um, you know, the, the interesting stories that were coming through really in the last few years have, have been great. And, you know, it's all to do with that concept of jewellery holding its value very well. Mm. And where would you like to go with your business over the next few years? I just like to expand it. I mean, I have a great international following. You know, I have clients um, really from kind of Stockholm to Singapore. I'm very lucky. So they're all, they all avail of my bespoke services. So it would be brilliant to bring kind of those pieces that I do have that are available off the shelf. It would be brilliant if I could sell them in their home countries, you know, so whether that's expanding to Asia or the States or the rest of Europe, just because I have a little client base kind of all over the world now, it would be brilliant to bring my off-the-shelf off pieces to them as well. And if uh, people indeed want to find out more or see some of Natasha's stuff, natashasherling.ie is the website as well, natashasherling.ie. Natasha, yeah. Natasha, thank you very much for joining us no on the problem. Show. No problem at all. Thank you for having me. Well, that's it for this week's Small Business Show on irishexaminer.com. You can read my Small Business Show columns in the Irish Examiner every Monday. Uh, find us on Focus SME Ireland and at Kaylin K on Twitter. That's Focus SME Ireland and Kaylin K on Twitter. I'm Kaylin Kerwin. You've been listening to the Small Business Show. Bye for now. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.